Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Youngest Profession. The starring players, this is Edward Arnold. This is Virginia Weidler. And this is Jean Porter. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in a radio adaptation of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's sparkling teenage comedy, The Youngest Profession. It stars Virginia Weidler as Joan Lyons, Edward Arnold as her father, and Jean Porter as her best girlfriend, Patsy Drew. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Youngest Profession. She is, Patsy. She's got to be here. Sidney Skolsky had it in his column. Sandra Dale, lovely MGM stars in New York for the Christmas holidays. I know, but New York is pretty big. How do we know she's in this hotel? Silly. MGM stars always stay here. I guess maybe they get a special rate. Yes, but even if she is here, Joan, how do we know what room? And if we don't know what room, how are we going to see her and get her autograph? Oh, we'll see her all right. Well, we'll tell a desk clerk we're from the secretarial service. Oh, we used that last week for Walter Pigeon. And it didn't work then either. Well, then maybe... I know. Patsy, look, we can use this house phone. Oh, they won't tell you, Joan. Let's give up. I should say not. Remember, Rome wasn't burnt in a day. Hello? Hello? I'd like to speak to Miss Sandra Dale. And please don't tell me she's out. I happen to know she's in. Who's calling? Oh, just Luella Parsons, that's all. And if I were you, I wouldn't underestimate the power of the press. Joan, Joan, look. 
Quiet, Patsy. But, Joe. Hello? Yes, I'll wait in the lobby, and you can tell Miss Dale that Luella can get very impatient. Oh, I wouldn't keep you waiting, Luella. Huh? I thought I recognized you. Though you have changed. Holy cow. Miss Dale. I was coming to the lobby. I just happened to hear you. Well, we were so anxious to get your autograph. We're practically your slaves, and, well, we brought you this gardenia from our club guiding stars, and, gee, well, you're not sore, are you? On the contrary, I'm flattered. Shall we go up and discuss it over some tea? Tea? And cake. Could you? Could we? Miss Dale, this is the most significant moment of my life so far. <laughs> Bert, dear, you scarcely touched your dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. Joan knows we eat at 6.30 sharp. She's never been this late before. Edith, do you think anything could have happened to her? Oh, I don't think so, Bert. I phoned Mrs. Drew, and Patsy hasn't gotten home either. Why does it always have to happen this way? Just when I've got a lot of things on my mind. Still worried about that Benton case? Yes, we go into court next week, and the brief isn't nearly ready yet. Uh, Edith, uh, do you think we ought to call the police after all a kid like Joan? Mops! I'm home, Mops! Oh, there she is now. Mops, Pops, the most exciting thing! Oh, Joan, thank heaven you're sick. Young lady, what's the meaning of this? Oh, wait till you hear where I've been. I don't care where you've been. I've warned you about getting home in time for dinner. Oh, Father, you don't understand. What's more important, Sandra Dale or, or liver and onions? It's not a question of liver and onions. Sandra Dale, the movie star? I had tea with her and cake. And then William Powell came in. They're doing a radio show together. And, and when I left, I even kissed my hand. Just like on the screen. Uh, that'll do, Joan. That'll do. That's all the fantasy I can stand for one day. Oh, but it's true, Pops. I swear on a stack of photoplays. <laughs> There's no need to swear, dear, if you say it's true. Edith, I, I never heard such rot. William Powell kissed her hand, and he loves her, and she loves him, and... Oh, no! I, I mean, well, I hadn't thought of that. Well, uh, your mother and I have had all we can stand of this. Your case goes on trial tomorrow morning. My office, 10 o'clock shop. Mr. Lyons. Yes, Miss Thea. Joan and Patsy are outside. Joan says she has a 10 o'clock appointment. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. I I'm playing judge this morning. Oh, and think... by the way, while you're here, I'd like to have your opinion on something. Yes, of course. Uh, this Christmas present for my wife. Uh, I I'd appreciate a woman's reaction. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Uh, you, you think she'll like it? Oh, she is your fond nightgown. Yeah. Oh, she'll <laughs> love it, Mr. Lyons. It's just beautiful. Uh, you think it's the right size? Well, well, I could tell you in a minute. Mrs. Lyons is just about my height. Let me see now. Oh, sure. See, when I hold it up to my shoulders like this, it just reaches to the floor. It... Mr. Lyons, about that Benton case, I... Oh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. What's fighting him? Oh, dear. What's fighting you? Well, I'm sorry. It took Doug, Mr. Sutton, two months to get up nerve enough to ask me to lunch. Now he walks in and finds me posing in a nightgown. Well, what of it? Why should that he... Oh. <laughs> well, he's too good a lawyer to convict on circumstantial evidence as filmsy as this. Oh, he won't convict. He's too shy. He'll just go back into his shell for another two months. Say, are you in love with this young Lincoln? I must be. When he does ask me to lunch, I can never eat. 
<laughs> well, run along and send John in. And then go get Mr. Sutton straightened out. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, here, wait, wait a minute. I'll put this nightgown back in the box and you can take it along. When it comes to Christmas presents, Joan's got a nose like a bird dog. All right. I'll make a nice package of it for you. Ribbons and things. Thank you very much. Joan, dear, has my time come, Miss Thayer? Yes, I'm afraid so. Go right in. Wait for me, Patsy. No matter what happens, wait for me. My faithful friend. Golly! Miss Thayer, is Mr. Lyons in a good mood? Oh, yes, Patsy. He's in a wonderful mood. As a matter of fact, he just... Oh, you dropped your box. Oh, dear. I'm so clumsy today. That's a nightgown. Why, uh... Oh, yes, yes, so it is. It's very thin. Oh. Oh, here now, Patsy. You, you mustn't tell anyone. I mustn't? No, dear, no, not a single soul. It's Mr. Lyon's Christmas present. Oh. But I know I can rely on you to keep a secret, huh? Mm. Excuse me, won't you, dear? I have so many things to do. A nightgown from Mr. Lyon. <gasps> Golly, just like office wife with Loretta Young. <laughs> I await your sentence calmly, for I would not willingly have caused you pain. Thoughtless I may have been. Wicked, I deny. There, there, Joan. Where in the world did you pick up that tripe? It isn't tripe. It made me cry when Jane Withers said it and four loves his father. Sooner would I choose death by torture than... Uh, never mind, never mind, Miss Garbo. It's all right. Uh, this is going to be brief and to the point. Sit down. Can't I stand it? It makes it more man-to-man, like, like in the Hardy family. Sit down. Now, young lady, last night you came an hour late for dinner. But I was with Sandra Dale and William Powell. I had to wait till tea was over. I couldn't be rude. You know, I don't think you're actually lying, Joan. I, I think you imagine those things and then persuade yourself they really happened. Oh, but, Pops, I swear on a stack of screen guys. Never mind, no swearing in this court. Well, you deliberately dis- disobeyed my orders about getting home for dinner. The fine for that is no allowance for a month. But, Daddy, I need money for my club, and, and I'm broke. Good, that'll help bring home my point. You're not acting like Judge Hardy at all. I'm not trying to act like Judge Hardy. But when Mickey Rooney talks to his father, it never ends with anything so positively drastic. Well, you're not Mickey Rooney, and I'm not his father. The fine stands, court is dismissed. Now run along, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Lyons. The furniture apartment's still busy. Well, how can anyone talk that much? It's been busy for 45 minutes. Maybe it's out of order. No, uh-uh, I've checked. The phone is in use. Mm, a fine spot I'm in. All right. What time did that wire say I had to be in Washington? By nine tonight. Well, how can I go over these contracts, get home, pack, and make my train all in an hour? Well, you can't. I'd better do it for you. You? I'll get your next-door neighbor on the phone and ask him to tell somebody in your apartment to pack a bag. Then I'll go up and get it and bring it to you at the station. There, you're a genius. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and don't forget, Christmas is day after tomorrow. You may be held in Washington. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. I'll give you a note for my wife and you can pick up some flowers. I'll give her the nightgown myself when I get back. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. By the way, if you're taking a cab up to my place, you might ask Mr. Sutton to go along. Doug? Uh, well, why not? He ought to enjoy the ride. And you'll need someone to help with the bag. Oh, but Mr. Lyons... And I... if he still seems shy in a taxi cab, just tell him this. I'm considering taking him into the firm. But I like my junior partner settled down. <laughs> or at least sinking. 
Alice Fay registered there? She isn't? Thank you. No luck, Patsy. What's next? Joe, can't we just give up for today? Give up? Well, there's over 50 hotels in the book, and all we've called is 32. I know, but Joan, Miss Fay is coming for your father's bag. What's Miss Sarah got to do with it anyway? Well, nothing really. Only, well... Oh, gosh. Here it comes. Patsy, don't try to dramatize a doorbell. Come on. Just a minute. Hello, Miss Thayer. Hello, Joan, you wonderful girl. Is your father's bag ready? It's right here by the door. Cook packed it. My mother was out. Oh, wonderful. Simply wonderful. Hello, Patsy, darling. Your lipstick's mayor. Oh, really? I never even noticed it. But it's only natural when bluebirds are singing and the whole world smells of orange blossoms. Huh? I better go fix it, hadn't I? Oh, promise me that someday you and I... That's funny. I never saw her act that way before. It's happened, Joan. What's happened, Patsy? Your father's caught in the web. She's going away with him. Going away? With my father? Oh, I should have told you, Joan. The minute I found out he was buying her nightgown. Not my father. I don't believe it. Oh, can you imagine? I almost forgot. Joan, dear, these flowers are for your mother, in case your father isn't home for Christmas. Isn't home? You just tell your mother she must forgive him. He couldn't help himself. This letter will explain everything. Goodbye, dear. Patsy. Patsy, did you hear what she said? Jiminy, Joan, what do we do? I don't know, but I've got to do something. Come on, we'd better follow her quick. Lady Esther, as presented Act One of The Youngest Profession, starring Gene Porter, Virginia Widler, and Edward Arnold. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Tonight I'm going to talk to you about the Lady Esther Patch Test. And I'm going to talk to you about it every Monday night until you try it. I want every woman in America to make my patch test. Because then every woman will know, will see for herself, how Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream beautifies her skin, makes it softer, smoother, and younger looking. Now, here's all you do. Just dip your finger into a jar of Lady Esther Face Cream and rub it on one little spot or patch of your face. Pick a section that gives you a lot of trouble, perhaps on your forehead or your chin. A section that is oily, flaky, or dry, or that has blackheads and big pores. Just rub Lady Esther Face Cream on that spot. Wipe it off and watch a miracle happen. See the radiant difference between that one little patch of skin and all the skin around it. See how much fresher, clearer, and lovelier that patch of skin looks than any other part of your face. A miracle? Not at all. It's the result you can expect every time from Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. Because here's what happens when you put it on your skin. One, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Two, it softens your skin loosens and absorbs the dry flakes. Three, it helps nature refine the pores. And four, it leaves a smooth, perfect base for powder. So tonight, or surely tomorrow, make the patch test. I ask you to do it, I urge you to do it, for the sake of your appearance. I want you to see with your own eyes what happens when you apply Lady Esther face cream to one little section of your face. And remember, what you see happen to that one little patch of skin will happen to your whole face. Imagine how much younger and lovelier your skin will look. 
how it will improve in beauty and freshness day after day. Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream has but one objective, to give you a smoother, more radiant, and more youthful-looking skin. Just let the patch test prove it. Lady Esther presents the second act of The Youngest Profession, starring Virginia Widler as Joan Lyons, Edward Arnold as her father, and Jean Porter as Patsy Drew. excited young girls with a couple of dollars borrowed from the cook have followed Miss Thayer to the railroad station. And there they watch the following scene. But watch it from a safe distance, of course, so that they see it all, but never hear a word that's said. Here's your bag, Mr. Lyons. I never thought I'd make it. No, I never doubted it for a minute. No. How about something to that cab ride bring him around out of a shell? Well, I don't know if it was the cab or not, but he proposed to me. We're going to be married. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. You mind if I kiss the bride? Uh-uh, I'd love it. Oh, you lucky girl. <laughs> Have a good trip, Mr. Uh, Lyons. Thank you. And tell Doug he's getting a partnership for a Christmas present. <laughs> Joan, she didn't go away with him. But she kissed him, didn't she? That can mean only one thing. What do we do? Tell your mother? Ruin her whole life? Say nothing of Christmas. But she'll see those flowers and read the letter. No, she won't. I'll throw the flowers away and, and I'll tear up the letter. She must never know. Well, maybe it's better that way. Maybe he'll get over this mad infatuation. Patsy, you know what we need? Another man to make Daddy jealous. I know so few men. What about your father? No, he's too old. Help the Salvation Army. Help the Salvation Army, please. Help the Salvation Army. If I can't bring Mother and Dad together again, I'll... I'll join the Salvation Army and dedicate myself to humanity. But, Joan, you'd have to give up the club, and I'd never see you anymore except on street corners. No... No, I'll have to stay with Mother. I guess the only answer's another man. To shock Daddy into realization. A a sort of combination of Spencer Tracy and Dr. Christian. Patsy, don't you know anyone? Patsy, I'm talking to you. Joan, look. Over there by that sign. That beautiful man in the lion skin? It says Dr. Hercules. Why, he's the image of Johnny Weissmuller. He is. Sort of. Then you want you should be strong like a lion. You said it. You want uh, women should fall in love with you wherever you go. You bet. You want big, beautiful muscles like mine. Look at them, men. Look at them. Joan, I'll bet he could make your father sit up and take notice. Ten cents, men. Ten cents. Just ten cents of you two can be Hercules like me. Only ten cents for the body, beautiful builder. How about you, young lady? You want to buy the body, beautiful builder? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you. You want to buy anything? Oh, no. I mean, well, not exactly. Not till I see if I can afford it. Patsy, the most significant thing has happened. 
I discovered tonight that I'm in love with William Powell. William Powell? But how will Walter Pigeon feel? I'm sorry, Patsy. This thing is bigger than I am. Hello? Long distance calling. Just a minute, please. All right, Washington. Go ahead. Hello? Hello? Hello, Father. Hello, Joan. Is your mother there? I'm sorry. My mother is not at home. Well, Chicken, I've got good news. I'll be home for Christmas. Anyway, part of it. I'll leave here tomorrow, Christmas afternoon, and get back at 8. Isn't that swell? I'll always be glad to see you, Father. No matter what. Now, please, Joan, no dramatics. Not at long distance rates, anyway. Then your mother will be able to make that Christmas dance the Red Cross affair. That ought to cheer her up. I'm sure. And by the way, there's an extra pair of tickets in my desk. Call Miss Thayer and tell her they're for her. To keep somebody on his toes. Miss Thayer? Yes, you know what I mean. I guess that's all. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye. I guess that's plenty. Patsy, we're going to have to do something drastic. We've just got to make Father jealous. Well, it's, it's a practically vital major importance. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go see Dr. Hercules. Of course, that uh, ten bucks was an inside price for a job like this, see? I'm not even charging you anything for driving you down to the dance. Remember, Dr. Hercules, you're a foreign diplomat. That's why you're wearing that red ribbon and, the, and those medals. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Say, uh, what country am I from? Well, if anybody asks any personal questions, remember what you say. A slip, a slip of, of the, the lip, lip will sink, sink a ship. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A slip of the lip will sink a ship. And uh, close your yap. Uh, don't tell a jap. And uh, open throats can scuttle boats. I know, I know. Oh, that's fine. Can you really think you can make my father jealous? Oh, wait till you see me work, sister. Wait till you see me work. Mrs. Lyons, isn't Joan coming to the dance? Oh, yes. She begged me to let her come with a very special friend. Sure to be along soon, Miss Sayer. Edith, one of these days, (laughs) she'll have some of her own to worry about, huh? That right, Sutton? Well, I... <laughs> you never can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, take it from me, the greatest pleasure in life. There isn't anything I'd swap for a... Uh, good grief. What is it, Bert? Well, look over there. Look at what Joan's bringing in. Red ribbon? Medals? Where in the world is Hello, she... everybody. Mops, I want you to meet Dr. Hercules, the diplomat. My father, Mr. Lyons, Mr. Sutton. How do you do? And Miss Thayer. How do you do? Oh, it's a pleasure, Dr. Hercules. May I ask what... A slip of the lip may sink a ship. How's that? Uh, Dr. Hercules is on a very secret mission. Nothing else but. Oh, really? From what country, Doctor? What's the matter? You want to sink a ship? Well, no, no, I, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Doctor, I... I'm sure my husband didn't mean any harm. Oh, so he's your husband, eh? Well, he's a very lucky guy, lady. You're the best-looking mouse in this joint. How about a dance? Well, I, I, I don't think my wife cares to dance. Why, sure she does, sure she does. Come on, baby. Well, Let's cut the cake for you. It can't be me. I've only had one drink. Joan, uh, under what toadstool did you find that? Joan, Joan, where are you? Oh, that's strange. She was here a minute ago, Mr. Lyons. Well, I'll take care of that later, Thayer, but that fellow may be dangerous. I, I better go keep my eye on my wife, huh? 
Doctor, the foyer is very nice, of course. But I must ask you to take me back to the dance floor. Oh, lady, lady, I need room for my waltzing. But we, we must go back. What will people think? What your old man thinks is good for him. I beg your pardon. Now, look, look, let's quit kidding, sister, huh? You know he's making time with that tootsie of his. Oh, Dr. Hercules, if you don't mind. Edith, uh, Edith. Oh, oh uh, there, Edith. there he is now. Let's drive him nuts. Oh, oh honey, you're my kind of a doll, baby. Oh, you and I could make great music. What do you oh, say there, baby? Oh, please, please let me go. You're hurting me. How dare you, sir? Take your hands off my wife. So, oh, a dog in the manger, eh? You don't want her and you don't want me should have her. Oh, you must be mad. Let go of her, I say. Oh, please, Bert, not so loud. I'll flash that ape to a beaten pup. Oh, no, 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 wait. You can't. You'll kill you, pup. Stand aside, Jonah. Yeah, sure. Stand aside. The old man needs a lesson. Here, Mrs. Lyons, hold my coat. Now, oh, come on. I'm ready. Put up your hands and fight. No, Bert, wait, wait. This is a matter of honor, Edith. No, wait. Look at this coat. The label, I mean. Property of Logan Costume Company. Oh, well, I... oh I thought this doctor business was fishy. Explain that label, you fake. Okay, okay. So I ain't a diplomat. But I don't go making love to my secretary either. You mean me? I don't mean your uncle's brother. Why, you ought to be ashamed of yourself with a wonderful wife like you got. Good heavens, what are you talking about? Well, I'm sorry it had to come out like this. It was the only way to make him jealous. Make me jealous? Yes, and I sure did. When Hercules takes a job, Hercules delivers. A job? You mean somebody hired you for that? What do you think? Yes, but who? Who suffers the most when her old man makes a play for another woman? Why, that poor little innocent kid that's standing there with tears in her... In the... Hey, she ain't standing there. She ain't standing nowhere. But what do you know? She's scrammed. Now, Patsy, think hard. Tell us all the rest. You never know what little detail might help us find Joan. Well, when Joan decided what she had to do, she needed some money to hire Dr. Hercules and rent a dress suit for him. So she sold her lifeblood to Vera Bailey. So what? Her autograph album, with all those wonderful autographs. Claude Gable and Jimmy Stewart, everybody. Joan did that? For us? <laughs> oh, Bert. Poor baby. No, 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 don't worry. We'll get her back, don't worry. Oh, maybe she's gone and drowned herself. No, Patsy, stop that now. now. Tell me, tell me, did you and Joan ever plan to run away? Oh, sure, nearly every week. And where did you plan to go? To Hollywood, of course. Oh, well, uh, just suppose everything had gone wrong. What do you think you'd be inclined to do? Well, there's only one thing you could do in a case like that. And what's that? Join the Salvation Army, of course. She was so pitifully eager to join the Army. I talked to her a while and then put her to bed. You can go in, I think. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, Joan. Joan, darling. Huh? We've come to take you home. Mother... And Daddy, too? You're, you're together? Why, we've never been apart. Not for a minute. And, and I haven't ruined your lives? Oh, oh, you could only have done that if we hadn't found you. Oh, here's a Christmas present for you, baby. <laughs> Vera gave it up after a terrific struggle. Oh, Pops. <laughs> my autograph album. Yeah. My, my beautiful, beautiful autograph album. Oh, now, you mustn't cry. It's Christmas, you know. Well, that's right, chicken. Merry Christmas. 
Oh, Merry Christmas to you, too. You know, Dad, just for a second there, well, you looked exactly like Edward Arnold. <laughs> Thank you, Edward Arnold, Virginia Widler, and Gene Porter for your most enjoyable performances in the youngest profession. You gave us fine entertainment indeed. The pleasure was ours, Mr. Bradley. Everyone in Hollywood enjoys appearing on this series of broadcasts because, well, we realize that the benefits go to the support of the Motion Picture Relief Fund Country House and Clinic. Now, before we tell you about next week's great show, here's a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Widler. I want to remind all of you who are listening to me tonight to be sure and try the Lady Esther patch test. I can promise you it's an experience you won't soon forget. Here's all you do. Take a little Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and rub it on one small section of your face, preferably where you have blackheads or big pores. Just rub it on that one little spot, wipe it off, and see for yourself what happens. See how clear, fresh, and lovely that patch of skin suddenly looks compared to the skin around it. It's almost like watching magic to see it happen. And that's why I want you to try the patch test. That's why I intend to keep reminding you until you do try it. Remember, what you see happen to that one little patch of skin will happen to your whole face when you apply Lady Esther face cream. For this one cream does all the four things your skin needs for beauty. Just imagine how exciting and glamorous you'll look when you use Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and then apply Lady Esther face powder to the smooth, new freshness of your skin. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Let's Face It. It will star Bill Goodwin, Jane Wyman, and Bob Hope. Be sure to listen. Edward Arnold can soon be seen in Kismet. Virginia Widler can now be seen in Best Foot Forward. Gene Porter will soon be seen in Mr. Coed. All Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Technicolor Productions. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To try Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, just get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economical large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night all. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.